Hey and welcome to the Dad FC Football Podcast. You are here on YouTube, you are here on the pod, yep. you are here on Instagram, you are maybe here on TikTok, Jan. TikTok, yeah, where else, TikTok. Can, where else can we be? Where else can we be found? Twitter. You can't really see the videos on Twitter, but we're on Twitter. Twitter. Yanis is now uh, Twitter famous for anyone who hasn't been on. 700 likes. That's all I've got. <laughs> That's all I've got. 80,000 impressions. Yanis going viral. Yeah, viral. <laughs> yeah. How's the week been, man? Yes, good, eh? Um, busy week and then sort of fairly quiet weekend. I want to see my brother's wee ones. Um, and then just a chill one on Sunday. I think what I did do, actually... Go on. We bought a... Besides going viral, what else did you do? What else did I do? I bought a, we bought a new TV for our bedroom. And I got a tape measure out and we measured. Uh, and we bought... And I was like, measuring the walls, like, that's what a 32 inch will be. A 32 inch? And we measured... Mrs. was like, yeah, sound up, that'll be sound. Bought it, put it on the wall. 32 inch now is like having like your phone on the wall. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably about, that's maybe about 28, that is it. Yeah, and it's just a small one in the barber. But yeah. I'm like, I, you know, 32 inch was like, and that in my head, I was like, nah, I was sitting in the mist. I was like, no, okay, like it's 32 inches, a decent sized TV. Like, that's what we used to have in the front room years ago. Yeah, back in the day. But now, honestly. Be thir- back in the day, it was 32 inches deep. 32 inches wide, driven up old old school corner tellies. I was telling my mate that uh, the uh, the TV we had in the dining room in my old house when I was growing up was my granddad's TV when he moved in with us when he wasn't well, <laughs> and, uh, and the TV had like the panel with the fa- with four buttons on the side, and the Aye. remote had to be put in, and it could <laughs> press the button, it would pop back out, and he could sit down with the remote and press one to four. That was that was my granddad's old TV. Wow. Proper wooden old thing, like Wo- actually, genuinely wood. It had like was like wooden, wooden on the outside. And that. That's when like wooden was like fashionable to have like. In. Yeah, it's posh that. <laughs> posh telly, yeah. And um, absolute mare this morning. So I went to swimming today before I went to, went to the office, and I uh, was getting changed to go go to the office, and uh, I realised I forgot my shoes, like my office shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, right, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to get a, a trip to the. Uh, Slate has just been in the office to get some shoes beforehand. So as I'm getting ready, I'm like, right, I need to rush a little bit because I'm obviously need to find this time to go and buy shoes because I cannot walk in, run a run a meeting in a suit and a pair of Adidas trainers. <laughs> so as I'm rushing, I put my shirt on, and my elbow goes through <laughs> my shirt. <laughs> so I'm like, right, okay, I put my suit jacket on, put my trousers on, and at least no one will see the tear. I can still go and get some some shoes, and it'll be found sound. So I picked my um, suit out of the, the locker and I realised that my suit trousers must have fell off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stood in the locker room <laughs> with a suit jacket, a waistcoat, a shirt with a tear and a pair of shorts. <laughs> uh, so I come tearing into Slater's in Newcastle and I'm like, I've got to run a meeting in 15 suit. minutes. <laughs> New suit shirt. <laughs> Kick me out. Yeah, but yeah. So that was, that was my Monday morning. Class. <laughs> anyway. There's loads of football happening. Loads, people, yeah. people know I don't want to hear all our stories, so let's get on with the pod. Let's do it. Okay, so if you join us on YouTube, make sure you press that subscribe button. If you're on the pod cast, <laughs> make sure you jump on YouTube as well, subscribe because we want to do some lives as well, but yeah. we want to get up to the first 50 subscribers and to start putting some lives out there so we will catch you on YouTube uh, even more. But anyway, let's get straight into it, Jan. Where do you want to start, mate? Um, Since you're the viral superstar on Twitter, where do you want to go, mate? I think we've got to start Man City, haven't we? Yeah, agreed. Got to. 
So City's come into this with 43 points out of 45. F phenomenal record. What is that? Really? 15 games unbeaten. That's, that is nuts, that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Tottenham's coming into this game with th three losses on the bounce. Hadn't lost four since 2005, I think it was, four or five. I think, wasn't it? Conte had never lost four. Mm -hmm. so as a manager, I think. So there was some records to, that could potentially be broken here and going on form there was only going to be one winner. Yeah. But, yeah. I love this because it was, uh, there's like three bits I like of this game is the fact that title race is back on now. Yeah. Top four races also, like, yeah. Steve just thrown a hat in the ring against Spurs because everyone was, that. I thought it was like, there's mm -hmm. no danger they were getting there. And Harry Kane remembers how to play football again. Yeah. So he, how good was Harry Kane, by the way? He he needed that performance just to remind everybody how good he is. Yeah. And I think Alan Shearer gave him one of the, the biggest praises on match of the day when he said he's one of the best strikers performances he's ever seen. Or was it the Unbelievable. strikers performance of the season? Like, it was incredible, unplayable. We said last week that like um, that Spurs had relied on Son and Kane being like really, really um, efficient when they get opportunities yeah. to take pretty much every chance to get. And they've just levelled the record, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. got thirty six now, but but this season they haven't been efficient. They've missed opportunities. They've had chances. Whereas yeah. that was like, you know what it was? That was textbook Mourinho Spurs. <laughs> that's what I loved about that. That's basically how. The Marie, when they Spurs played well under Mourinho, that's what they did. They soaked up pressure mm -hmm. and played on the break. And just like, yeah, the pace, off, the runners off of Kane, it's just. It's so bizarre that Tottenham went into this with a a game plan of let's sit back, soak up some pressure, and go. When the previous game they were so bad at defending, I know they completely changed the yeah. the defensive uh, unit, shall we say? Eric Dyer was back, wasn't he? Yeah, Romero. He's he's huge for for them at the back. Yeah, the, the the numbers are nuts. Like with, without them, they haven't won. They haven't won all season. With them, they they haven't lost all season. Or something bizarre yeah, like that, which is he's not back. Stand. He's not Van Dyke. Yeah, and he's just a good player. But then he was a makeshift centre half for a bit, and all of a sudden now he's like yeah, the centre because he was a centre midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So City, they seem to get, keep getting caught by playing such a high line. Yeah, <clears throat> kind of Son's pretty rapid. So he's going to get behind any defence. Because not slow neither, is he? But it just come. I, I didn't look. We can't really question Pep's tactics because we were talking last week where he's going on breaking so many leagues after league because he just destroys all the teams. So we can't really pull Pep apart with his <laughs> tactics. But it just seemed odd that we just kept that high line because that was clearly there. I think they're always going to play the high line because they want to squeeze. They want to squeeze the sort of the opposition into recycling the ball really quickly. Mm -hmm. If they play it deeper. If they were ten yards off the halfway line, there'd be space when the ball was won. To mm -hmm. There'd be space for Kane operating. The thing was, Kane just when he had no space was just still immaculate in it. Yeah. The first, the first goal that was like unbelievable from Kane. That the, the one touch and then the slide, the, the, the was a left foot through ball that put Son in. It's just so yeah. efficient oh. when he whenever he got the ball, he was just exquisite with it every time he got it. So I think City will always play that high line because they want to squeeze teams. It's just a court Kane playing just. Out of this world, and obviously backed it by Son and Kulusevski. Yeah, and then when it came to the end of the game, when uh, Mario's got the scored the penalty. Yeah. Should who give away the penalty again? Um, it was a handball. Romero, wasn't it? Was Romero? Yeah. Because <clears throat> he was already on a yellow card. That's what Pep was going nuts for. Should, yeah. Should have been a second yellow. 
Nah, not from. I don't think so. Like he's just throwing himself at the ball. His arms like he's throwing himself at the ball. You're not going to think about where your arms go when you're throwing yourself at the ball to block it. So would you give a penalty then? I give a penalty. Yeah, it's yeah. pen, but I don't think it's a bite. You can't book people for the ball hitting you accidentally. Just the fact it hit your hand. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think so. I don't think it's a if, if he wasn't on a yellow card, would it have been a yellow card? So Ma- maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, if Craig Porson, the fourth official, had anything to do with it, he'd been set off at <laughs> half time. When did you see Craig Porson at the end? When uh, when Kane scored the winner, Craig Porson was the fourth official. It's been all, it's been all over Twitter, okay. and he's like, it's only like a five second clip, but in the clip, he's like throws his head back, and he's as if he's gutted, and he's the fourth <laughs> official. So uh, also the uh, referee that didn't give the Edison foul on uh, Ryan Fraser. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Conspiracy theorists of on football or all over on Twitter, but yeah, I don't think it's much of it really. I just think it's just a reaction. Yeah, Twitter, you can lose a weekend in Twitter. There's Aye, so much the depth of Twitter, oh, the cesspits of Twitter. The NUFC hashtag on Twitter is just like sometimes it used to be when it was Bruce, it used to be absolutely horrific to be there. I think it's like a Sunday morning or like a Saturday evening, it was awful to be. Anyway, back to, back to City. Um, I think Spurs were. Were brilliant. I think they, like I say, I think they throws their hat back in the ring for the top four. Yeah. Um, and it means that Man City are six points ahead of Liverpool, with having played a game more. Yeah. And Liverpool go to Derby Hard soon, don't they? Yeah. The so Liverpool play Leeds midweek, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm not sure exactly what game week, but yeah, Liverpool. Is it is, so? It's coming up. Is it? Is it, It's rel- relatively soon. The City game, I'm not sure the City one, Leeds is this, this yeah. game in hand. Oh, so, okay, right, okay. Yeah, so it'll give you an idea. They, it's a must win for Liverpool, that. Yeah, put, 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 put them within three. But yeah, interesting. The title, yet yeah, a few weeks ago, we were like, the Premier League's broken. I know. Title races off. Put the, the put the blue ribbons on now. It's. I think it's because City have been recently playing before Liverpool, so they've kept going to 12 points. Mm-hmm. And then Liverpool win it. So in my head, I've been thinking, oh, the miles ahead. But actually, in fact, it's only ever been nine points because Liverpool have always been winning those games as well. So now, when they've got a game in hand, and to play them yet, it only takes one defeat, which is a little bit hard. Liverpool still have to be basically perfect at the end of the season, though. Yeah, 100%. Like including going to Etihad and winning. Which I was going to say is a hard job, but Tottenham's just given the blueprint. Well, that's always a blueprint, isn't it? Like, that was, then, yeah, the, are, are Liverpool going to. They're not going to sit back. It's going to nah. They're going to squeeze and press and be all over them, and and they're going to challenge City to play out. That game is going to be like a I basketball those games, game, by the way. I, I like them more. They've been a bit cagey, haven't they? Recently, the last couple haven't been that sort of. But I do, I do love the Liverpool City. It's the new derby, isn't it? Of like, it's a new big game in it. So it's yeah. Good. But um, anything else to say on, on that, mate? No, not really. I think we've covered all the points there. Yeah, happy. Uh, nice. Intro to Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool seventy percent possession, twenty nine shots, but somehow managed to go behind the Norwich. And when the game was being played live, I'd gone for I took Jack and, and the dog for a walk, and I, I've triple captain Salah this week. So I just checked my phone to see how many points like Salah was on, and then I, I don't the shock. Like <laughs> even like my wife was like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> like Norwich are winning which meant absolutely nothing to her I could have been talking Swahili but I'm like what on earth are Norwich doing winning they were good for it as well by the way I, I thought actually funny enough I didn't think Norwich played that badly I think they're looking like an, an improved side like they 
they actually did create some chances. Um, the it's funny that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of depth now in Liverpool's side. Like yeah. Salah, Salah, Mane, Bobby, Diaz, Origi, Jota, all decent players playing that. Those those can all basically play anywhere across those front three. Um, Turn it, Man City. Yeah, they've got some depth. They've got Simakas and oh, Minamino. Obviously, you got him as well. But Simakas is seems a really good understudy to Robertson. The mm. one player that has like an unenviable task is Gomez, coming in to replace Trent when he's really a centre half. Gomez. Yeah. Every time we got the ball, like in wide areas where Trent would be putting on a sixpence, he's like humping it into the back <laughs> stick and just like floating one up. I know. Um, yeah. I did. I did feel a bit sorry for him. Like the time he got barred off the ball and he was on his backside, I just thought. He doesn't want to be playing right, but he wants to play. In, he wants to play alongside Van Dijk, centre half. Yeah, nice and easy. None this like I get up and down. I know the pressure of having to whip the balls in like Trent does, and yeah. yeah. So, but for all Norwich look good. Um, Liverpool are just class, aren't they? They just mm-hmm. turned it on. Made a few subs. The Mane goal. What's the Mane goal? Like the overhead kick where yeah, yeah. came over his shoulder. Good goal. Good, good goal there. There's even some pundits were ripping into Norwich saying like, where was the marking? And I thought it was a little bit harsh on, harsh on Norwich because they, they lasted what was it fifty odd sixty minutes, yeah. And them front three were just switching the channels that they were coming on the whole time, like. And that's probably the difference. It was the subs, wasn't it? The subs because they didn't. They were Man started. Ah, but it was the the, the, cha- the the game changed where they brought Thiago on, and they brought Diaz on, didn't they? When they took Bobby Firmino off and brought Diaz on, that change. I think the extra pace he looks like he's going to fit right in there like mm-hmm. Diaz but yeah, um, I thought that Mane finish was, was it's class and then class. and then Salah goes and scores one from like just pulls with Allison. Uh, yeah. like, Allison got the assist then uh, <laughs> went out the air and then just sells a dummy and just scuff rolls it in the bottom corner it still ends up being a great goal and then Diaz scored a good goal as well yeah so Liverpool 3 Norwich 1 and overall was definitely a fair result but you're right Dean Smith does have Norwich playing uh, yeah Better. Is it going to be enough to get them out? Well, get out of the relegation teams in a bit, but they're all kind of sticking a bit of a claim to sort of survive, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll leave the relegation yeah. relegation banter to the end. Uh, one of the, the best games which I enjoyed watching for it was just like all school. It was like the pitch was almost waterlogged. There was oh. the the yellow cards count was like ridiculous. I think like there's nine yellow cards. It was leads to. Man United four, and there probably could have been about three more cards. Yeah, there were some tackles absolutely flying, and it was such a throwback game. It was brilliant. Uh, it was class one. That was like <clears throat> early Premier League stuff. This was like, yeah, when yeah. I grew up watching football, these were the tackles where I like, cheered for like the the crunchy ones. But yeah, it was great. When the old days of Leeds and Alan Smiths and mm. Hearts and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it was a really good game. And then Le- like Le- Leeds coming back and scoring two in like what's it, a minute ten or seconds or something. Yeah. Like. That was like so Man United. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, it was just such. It was just a brilliant game. Um, it's so. It's, <coughs> it was very Man United and very Leeds. They can both score goals and both concede loads of goals. Yeah, so it kind of makes defense sense. Defense optional. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I love that stat that they keep bringing up every time Man United get a corner. It was like 139 corners, no goals, and they were talking about it as the ball got whipped in and finally. Harry Maguire scored and yeah. you must be finally we can take that stat off because <laughs> yeah. every single game is coming up but yeah that's the first goal from a corner do you think that's been pretty, do you think that preys on them when the ball's getting whipped in and stuff or do you think they've got to be aware of it aren't they because teams are known for being threatened from set pieces and 
if you get to February and you haven't scored from a corner, it's got to be, it's got to be thinking about because even like a centre half goes up for a corner, like a centre half gets one or two goals a season just from, like even Lascelles has scored with his head a few times. Yeah, I think the old what would Bruce be saying now with his what nineteen goals or whatever he got from <laughs> <laughs> centre half back in the nineties. Um, do you think there's um? What do you think the reason for that is? Like West Ham score a load from corners and free set kicks, pieces, set yeah. pieces. Leicester concede a bunch when they've done like zonal marking. They've done um, the man for man marking. Man, man, you have obviously scored one. Um, it's got to come down to just being drilled to know your position, isn't it? Or like defensively, yeah. And, and like put a desire to to like, like attack the ball properly. Because you see that the. the gr- I don't want to mention that the the West Ham one now, but you see, like when the players are making the runs, you can see they know where they want to go. Whereas I think sometimes when you watch the teams which aren't they, this, they look like rabbits caught in the headlights still sometimes and just don't react and seem slow. So it's got to come down to, on the training ground, shooting, yeah. hasn't it? Being drilled over and over again, like this is your man, this is your man, like. And then I think West Ham probably helps with line of the giants in it. Yeah, like Dawson, Rice, Suchek, mm-hmm. any of the centre halves are all massive. Antonio's probably a six foot odd. So probably. probably. <laughs> he looks it. Just adding a few inches on <laughs> it. Six foot five, <laughs> seven foot maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back that. Um, yeah, I think it was just, it was good to see for the Premier League. It was good to see Fernandez sort of playing well. And yeah, I, I thought Bruno was more like a captain on, on the day than Harry Maguire. Like he was getting involved, like trying to calm players down. Yeah. And because again, it was a it was an old Man United Leeds clash where there was lots of pushing and shoving and crowded players and I don't know. I just felt like Fernandez was acting more like a captain than Harry Maguire was. And is that because Harry Maguire is lacking confidence or, or what? I'm not sure. I don't know. He doesn't seem like the kind of vocal type anyway, does he? He doesn't seem like the. But a club like Man United, you expect any team that's in the top four, five, six teams to have a. Multiple leads on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fernandez would go down as a, as like a leader, I guess. Yeah. By, usually by, his performance example. I think where he lacks is probably that off the ball graft and stuff. Yeah, but but there's a few times I saw him tracking back. Like he, he put a head down, track back, and I thought that's the stuff which, Man United lacked. And and, this made me think, has Man United had sort of like a, a sit down with everyone like look play cards on the table what's going on how's everyone feeling Yeah. obviously everyone's feeling pretty crappy and when I saw him tracking back especially Fernandes I, thought, I haven't seen that from Man United really all season Enough, yeah. Yeah. I know it's Leeds which aren't really a team in form right now but it was just the way Man United won in a game where it was absolutely lashing down like Leeds love getting physical and it just looked like the type of game where Man United with some of their past performances probably should have lost yeah when when Went to two two. Yeah, that would have quite easily been four two leads. Four two leads, or like a finish two two, or mm-hmm. or leads sneak it later on quite easily because you could see Man United crumble, especially when they've given away. I think last week they were in the pod they've given away like five or six of the last like seven games or something yeah. from winning positions, including two, including two nil against Villa, which yeah. they ended up drawing two two, didn't they? But so, is, is this where Leeds and Bielsa need to give their heads a shake and say, look? We're getting dragged further into relegation battle. Let's like hold up, pay Man United some respect, not get drawn into the atmosphere because the crowd were going bonkers. 
and we're going through the work, weren't they? Yeah, like it was absolutely jumping, wasn't it? That second goal went in, it was absolutely jumping. But maybe it's time to say, look, let's take a, let's play for a point. If there's a mistake, come. Uh, I can see Bielsa getting, I can see the club and Bielsa parting ways at the end of the season, mate. If they're still in the Premier League, yeah. Or it just at some points where the game was at the end, they were just so open. Yeah, and I know it's how Leeds play. Like if anybody watches football, you'll know Leeds do for the man for man, literally all over the pitch and. It's one massive five a side game. Yeah, it's a hundred mile an hour or nothing. But come on, like. But they always they, they always tend to lose, except for like the first surprise games of like last season when they were new to the Premier League. Um, but even then, didn't they play Liverpool first game of last season and they, where they, had, they scored a few goals and then they got turned over in the end. Yeah. yeah. In the end, teams of the better quality who can utilize the space and utilize the when the centre offs making a run to right wing or whatever and the better players can utilise those spaces they, they always lose like they, they generally do like they always mm. get beaten by the sides that can have the, the guile and the quality of play to pick off and second season syndrome isn't it they're getting found out how to play against them and injuries they are st- yeah. he's, he's still missing a few players and um, yeah second season syndrome in terms of people understanding how to play against them and, and if you if you just have some sort of shape and you don't get drawn into the Let's just like, make a basketball game. If you don't get drawn at that, and you try and keep a little bit of shape yourself, and just have a little bit of sense, and not just think, right, let's all go bomb forward now because Leeds have done it. Utilise a bit of space. Well, I think I think teams so, should beat Leeds for the neutral. That was a great game to watch. Yeah, they make that every game a, class. That great. was a class game to watch. But even I'm thinking, the centre half's like bombing down the channel. I'm like, what on earth are you doing? And the camera's down there, but you just know the space there. Like, so every Man United player is going to be thinking. Get the ball down there. There's a there's a man missing. I think and how can Bielsa or any of the coach like this is class crack on like unless they score or the ball goes out, there's a huge gap for us to. Didn't um, didn't I think Lacazette probably did the best for our, at our, at our, um, against Arsenal yeah. a few weeks ago where he just basically just drifted around with um, and took the centre halves out and then people were in the space behind it was just like textbook stuff really yeah. driving centre half out somewhere he goes at the vacated space. Um, and I think so. I do think the quality, better quality sides will will pull these apart. But again, they are missing like a lot of the key players. Key players, but that's a part of football injury. But there's, if you saw them like try to hold shape and get beat, then you can see. Look, at least they tried to adapt it. But it's just like no, nah, it'd be stubborn as hell. Be honest, any. Mm-hmm. It had everything that game, that game had obviously all the bookings. I could have had so many. There was so many more tackles. I was like, oh, is he gonna blow it? It was yeah. just like he just let so much go. It was brilliant. But that was good because I liked the fact he. He let the game have a bit of passion and wasn't that like, was great. yeah. And even had the absolute honking goal from Furpo when he's like tries to cross it in, like swings it at the top bag. Oh, uh, Rodrigo's. Was it, oh, it was Rodrigo. Yeah, it was yeah, it was funny. Yeah, uh, he tries to cross it in and just loops yeah. over here. I was like, this, it's got everything. This game. And then Rafinha, he went out of his way to make sure he got involved and get a yellow card. I know. Yeah. <laughs> After he came off the bench in the yeah. was it half time was it? Yeah, because he was a man in fantasy football team. Like, how is Rafinha not playing? <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, because you dropped as a voice note saying about Rafinha like getting involved and ah, he, he ran about like twenty yards to get involved. Ah, get his get his booking. Mm. But all in all, quality game and also much like Spurs keeps my United banging the hunt for the for the top four. Yeah, great game. Um, top four keeping the theme. Yeah, uh, West Ham won. Newcastle won. So, yeah. Mr. <clears throat> Viral, Mr. Twitter, I'll let you take the lead on this, mate, because uh, 
your tweet about this game was seen by over 80,000 people. Ah, uh, yeah. So my, my tweet was just about the fact that this is the third game now where teams, pundits have said that um, teams Newcastle have played have been flat and, uh, and haven't played, no Everton, Villa, West Ham, all been flat. But I just think more credit should go to Eddie Howe and how he's set a team up, like the energy at Newcastle midfield. I thought Newcastle were... I would have absolutely taken the point at the start of the game as a Newcastle yeah. fan. I think they well merited that point. Um, I think you can back that up by, by saying they've gone into that which West Ham away. We they, never go to London well, do we? No, never. Never go to London very well. The fact West Ham are a team which are pushing for the top four, they're not in the greatest of form, but mm -hmm. they should really be dominating a team like Newcastle. Maxman was out, Wilson's out, Wood's not scoring goals, Trippier yeah. was out. So on paper they should have pulled us apart, but that just shows you that's coaching. Yeah, because like, yeah. you didn't miss Maximum. Murphy no. did a decent job. The only maybe he's not, he hasn't got a seen of a cross on the end of him, but everything yeah. else seems decent with him. The only difference with Mur Murphy is that he doesn't occupy two, three players when he gets the ball. <laughs> so whereas Maximum does, although he does pass it when he gets it, which Maximum doesn't. So yeah. um, his pass button is definitely broken, isn't it? <laughs> but. Um, I think that West Ham they did they, they were made to look flat by Newcastle, but the energy, the Shelby Willock, Jolet in combination in the middle mm -hmm. of the park is is th those two. I mean, I'd, I didn't three. So yeah, I was going to say those two around Shelby oh, are okay. a perfect foil for Shelby's like lack of legs. Mm -hmm. But we've seen it for as a Newcastle fan for literally years. I don't understand how we can play two when Shelby's one of them. He just hasn't got the legs. But look, the energy of Jolet, Jolet and the Willock have really provides a lot of the cover support for. Um, for Shelby, but um, so, from, sorry, go. I was going to say for me, I think Ant Antonio is the, the big the big issue at um, at West Ham. Yeah, but he's he's got two in the last seventeen. So we spoke of last week saying he looks spent, and he looks more spent now. Like they really should have just we said it last week. They should have got the transfer market and, and brought somebody in, J just some cover. Could have got the championship and picked somebody up, just somebody who can another body because he just looks like. He's got yeah. two left feet at the minute. Like nothing is coming off touch. Like there was some of his passes. And I mean, when he's people say Mark um, Chris Wood, Chris Wood, <laughs> Chris Wood can't. Uh, you know, he's not holding the ball up particularly where he's got to do better. Some of Antonio's hold up play was absolutely awful. Mm -hmm. There was one where he got the ball and it was a simple pass out. I think was it to Fornells maybe or um, to out wide and he just he just like shanks it in, into like Shelby's feet and I'm just it just looks like he could do with a, a run of games out the team like for me. I agree, and there was one of the pods uh, I was listening to, where they'd mentioned uh, this uh, Berghorst, who's been signed by Burnley. I, I said it was me that said it last week. But I did say that last week about West Ham, they could have bought Berghorst. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few more, I was going to get that, though. I was just trying to oh, get, right. get me get me to throw his, his name there. But yeah, so <laughs> a strike like that. Well, he's not going to be. He's not going to improve the team. I almost feel like David Moyes was looking for a striker which would improve the team. Maybe yeah. Whereas sometimes you just need that, that guy that's going to be second string comes on for the last twenty minutes. There's a big powerful nuisance up top. Yeah. Same as Wood when Wilson comes back, you'd expect Wilson to be first choice, and Wood's the guy yeah. you throw on for the last twenty minutes, or the odd cup game, or the the odd game when he just needs rest when he's played yeah. every game for the past eight yeah. months or whatever. Some players just aren't designed to play every week, every game, week in, week out. Yeah, and he's he's 
Antonio is like a form player as well. He gets on these runs where he scores like nine goals in like six games, and mm-hmm. he, and and he's just like prolific in that period when he's absolutely flying. But then he then he goes on patches like this where he doesn't score. He's also got his hamstring issues. He's had them consistently. Um, so yeah, I agree. They may have been looking to try and actually improve on the first team, which makes sense, by the way. If you're going to go to transfer, you do want to improve the first team. But the secondary option is: can, we, can we get another body in who who's going to mean the drop off from Antonio to like Bowen up top and like yeah, is is you can play Bowen when you want to play him and but even when you're playing like Europa League and you're battling on two fronts, you're playing every yeah. Thursday Sunday pretty much. Like, that's, that I is even, have they even got any kids or anything? I don't even. Because never see you bring anybody on and, and place for Antonio when he plays it, or it's, or yeah, they just like they bring like a Lanzini on and move like Bowen in that Bowen, area. Yeah, but yeah, I I <coughs> thought it's like, is there anyone in the reserve or the youth team you can just give like one game, like just to rest Antonio for a week? Yeah, they had that Sebastian Alla, didn't they, last season? Then they didn't do anything. But but one other point I was going to raise, which you mentioned there before you jumped on Antonio, is you got um, the midfield trio of. Willock, Shelby and Joe Linton we spent 40 million on Bruno Gimarash. yeah he's had a total of what 15 minutes yeah from the 85 he's come on 87 and yeah. 90th and I thought how is this guy not getting a game but then who would you drop when all three players are playing at the top of their their performance so bring that extra play and just kind of push the the level up Willick especially for me Willick's yeah. the one who's been like right I've got to play for my place now and Joe Linton has been arguably our best player since Howe took over yeah, yeah. and Shelby seems to have a different type of role and I haven't seen enough of Bruno to say is he going to sit back with Shelby or is he going to be one of the workhorses around him I think I think he's uh, Gimoresh is a defensively minded player but can, can do a bit of everything on the ball mm-hmm. so he should do essentially what Shelby does for us because um, Though Shelby's not defensively minded, he will he'll sit a bit more. You don't see him getting in the box as much as you certainly as much as you see Willock because he hasn't got the legs for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's two facets to this. First of all, you don't want to change a winning team, and how's been yeah. looking, looking to do that. And secondly, what sort of message does it send to the guys that you're asking to pull up the bootstraps for and say, right, you might not be here in like when the glory times come to Newcastle because it will come in, in when the money Three, gets four, spent. Five years time. Yeah, yeah, you might not be here, but we want you to do a job to keep us in the division. What sort of message did it say? When you do play well, you get benched for the guy who's. So I think for me personally, it's it's the right move to keep them. To, those guys are playing through there through merit. Mm-hmm. If Shelby was playing like he wasn't a Bruce, then I'd be absolutely clamoring for him to get hooked or, or. I've always wanted, even though Willock wasn't great at the start of the season, he was a player in Willock. I've always liked Willock. He's got two good feet, he's got eye for goal, he's got loads of energy, he can with the ball back, and he's a good all round number eight, like box to box midfielder. Mm-hmm. So I'd never wanted him out of the team, but Shelby was the one who was he was looking awful, but how can you drop them? They're playing well, so I think they're doing the right thing. I think West, West Ham, do you think? We'll get in the, more of the top four, do you think they're going to play, can't they? Unless they find form quickly. Tottenham's got a couple of games. Man United seem to be... It's like what you said, Man United's always seem to find a way man. Big, big game players that were lying, a few Bruno goals or a couple yeah, of bit of Ronaldo. Paul Bravi's one great game every six months and yeah and all um, yeah if I between Tottenham Man United West Ham Arsenal uh, Arsenal got games at hand that's the thing with Arsenal they've got three games in hand uh, if, I was, if I was to pick one to rule out West Ham would be the one I'd be ruling out all the other three yeah agreed 
Um, to another potential top four challenger, sneaky one who I said will be the middest of mid table. The midst of mid. Yeah, the middest of mid table. If you could make a, a, a like a place in between tenth and eleventh, that's what I thought they would be. But um, Wolves, I think they actually are making a fair run for the top six. There, they are a good team. It's yeah, like I was. I watched the, the highlights of the game and everything they do, they just seem like a good team and they seem together. We've spoke about a few times on the pod, like Wolves are just as seems like a well-run club yeah. uh, for the community. Even at the start of the season, remember when he hadn't scored a goal the first three or four games yeah. and the fans were like, it's fine, it's coming together, we can see what, what the club's about. They've launched their own um, music um, record label for like local talent. They just seem like a wholesome, good club. and A good investment there. Yeah. And yeah, the the coming good Connor Cody seems like the the dream captain was like yeah uh, isn't he? yeah and all all that they've got a lot of Chinese investment as well which helps they've got they're, they're not shy of a few quid lots of um, some Portuguese players as well well <laughs> <I think most laughs> that also everyone, everyone but Bruno and Ronaldo yeah <laughs> um, but all in all they are they obviously they've got two class midfielders as well in terms of Neves and um, especially Martino you know, John Martino I know he's getting on but he's such class isn't he mm-hmm. never seems to waste a pass yeah. ever. I don't think Ronaldo will get the seven shirt there. That's probably why I wouldn't go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then obviously Pedro Neto's just come back as well, which is a bit of a side note. But they, they are they're they're a well-run club and they're they're a side that like, kind of knows what they're doing. They have this sort of. Mm-hmm. Well, the difference is Large has them either either playing three or four at the back, depending on who they're playing, which is which they never did. They always played the same way under Nuno. Um, Got Nuno. Almost forgot about him. Yeah, he was class in the first two seasons. He got two seventh place finishes in his first two seasons in the Premier League. What a good, what a good manager he was for a couple of years, and what a, a bad ten game run he had at Tottenham. And then now he's a bad manager. He probably can't get a job again. But <laughs> not in it because he did an amazing job. He got them promoted. What he should do is call Steve Bruce, find out how he goes from job to job to yeah. job. Do you bother? Yeah, because he's still not going to win under uh, yeah. West Brom. Has he? <laughs> Sorry, West Brom fans, if you're yeah. listening. But uh, you've seen that meme that went viral where Steve Bruce is pulling that face there. <laughs> He hasn't won a football game since May. Managed two clubs and got an eight million pound payoff. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It's absolute bonkers. Oh yeah, Nuno get on the phone to his agent. <laughs> what is he doing? Um, but I think Wolves are solid defensively. Helps when he score two quality goals as well. Um, both the put end score yeah. and um, Neves yeah, as Neves. well. Really, really good. Obviously, I think integral to Wolves, which obviously wasn't there last season, is Jimenez. Yeah. He might be scoring the goals he probably was scoring maybe in the first couple of seasons, but he's integral. He's such a good number nine off the ball. He, he's like, he's like what West Ham. If they if they just swap Antonio right now and put Jimenez in that side, they'd have a good run at the top four. Yeah, that's like I think Jimenez is such a good player. Um, but Leicester has seemed like they've got no luck. That they like, I don't know. I just no. they just seem like they're nearly there every every week, and then like oh Leicester oh another lost again. Yeah. Like it's harsh in it, but yeah, they're like was it eleventh or twelfth in the league now and lost more than the one. And I was trying to put it down to was it? I know everyone's like they had a lot of de- injuries in defence. Yeah, Fafana has been out injured for Johnny Evans full season. Evans he came back for the couple of games and got injured against Newcastle. Madison had his injuries. Vardy. Vardy. Vardy's a massive yeah. one, isn't he? Someone was getting to yes. So then, is this almost a blessing in disguise? Because at some point, Vardy's going to have to hand over the the number nine shirt and the the manly reliant to somebody. Some pass the torch, as it were. Yeah, he's, th- he's thirty. 
34 year old 35 year old I think his eyes getting on there isn't he mm-hmm. I thought um, I thought Dakar might have been sort of looking to take the mantle a little bit at the start yeah. of the season because I thought Dakar was for some reason which is always I found bizarre as well um, Rogers just doesn't fancy Inacho in at all Remember that end of last season where he just scored from everywhere? Every shot just went in, top bag. Like, yeah. <laughs> he had a run of like 10 games where he just scored. And then he, I, I generally thought he'd start a bit more this season. It might be a little bit more of him and Vart, him, one or the other. But yeah. he just. I remember thinking Daka would be third choice, and I was thinking his time must be. His game time would be pretty limited, but. But the start of the season, he was the one that they'd look to in Europe sometimes, or, mm. and he started playing the odd game here and there. And I thought it looked good, and I think Dakar does look good, but you realise how much they miss Vardy. Yeah. Like, that's just, we talk about Kane's efficiency, Vardy's efficiency. Like, it's not just efficiency of chances, it's like how he gets the chances. If Madison breaks the line, Vardy's like, he's already there waiting for the ball, like, yeah. just he's down that it. little channel between, like, right centre back and right back. Yeah. He just absolutely. He loves it, doesn't he? So good in there. So, yeah, I think if you take him out of, out of that side, then, yeah, they're going to struggle, but. Um, and I think I think there's another thing. Obviously, indeed, he's been injured as well, which is another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pereiro's injured early on the season. Justin's been injured. They have had injuries, and I think some of the big players, Tillemans, this new new contract thing. Is he going to sign? Is he not going to sign? And but all this stuff, yeah, is just part of running a football team. Yeah, contracts, injuries, players getting old. Test for Rogers, like to test to see how good Brendan Rogers is as a coach. I mm-hmm. think. Arsenal 2, Brentford 1. Yeah. Classic Arsenal beat the teams that they're better than. They do it all the time, don't they? Mm-hmm. Lacazette. Uh, Arsenal. Because they're getting all their goals from the players that I've seen to play in a three, don't they? Yeah. So it was Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Saka. Um, God. Yeah. Lacazette is seen. Because his contract's run out as well. Uh-huh. Arsenal's going to have to spend big <clears throat> to replace somebody up top. Yeah, and they big. spent big on him, didn't they? Really, I think they spent fifty million on him, and then they spent but more with Aubameyang as well. But I like Lacazette. I think he's a good player, and I don't think he's as prolific as like Aubameyang is. But he's only got what one short-term big deal mm-hmm. left in him, maybe. Yeah, but I think all in all, he's a good forward, and he he does that more than um, than Aubameyang would have. Mm-hmm. Aubameyang likes to play out wide anyway, but he allows other guys to play off him and stuff I think he's a good player I think he's good for them he's like a, like a Giroud kind of player he's not he's not like ruthlessly consistent at scoring goals but I think when he's not on the team they'll probably miss him mm-hmm. and Smith Rowe Saka they just they've got such a set of young yeah it's a few kids isn't it, that, that they're building with <clears throat> but then what I want to mention to you is Brentford lost again I know man they're sliding there and the, they've got Newcastle next, haven't they? Yeah, Newcastle, and they've they've got a tough runner. And they've played more games. Yeah, Brentford are getting dragged into the, the relegation because after this game, we're going to kind of talk about the, the relegation teams, which is which is happening. They're getting dragged in. Everton's getting dragged in. Leeds are kind of being there thereabouts. Yeah, the form of the of the bottom three, but bottom four, really. I know, I know, um, Norwich lost, but <clears throat> they lost two games in a row. But it's Man City and. And Liverpool, and I think they give a good account of themselves in both games. I mean, they could have, they went one up against Liverpool, and they hit the post against Man City nil mm-hmm. nil. I think so. I think everyone's staking a claim to say that they could actually get out of it. Yeah, could, and could. it could. I I reckon, and I hope there is a shock. I hope there's like a 
somebody gets dragged into it. Like, it actually goes down. I do. I just like I don't mind who it is. Like, just somebody. So this is not Newcastle. No, I don't Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as for Arsenal, three games in hand on Man United, who are in fourth, and they're four points behind them. Three games in hand. They're a shout for, for fourth, aren't they? Yeah. If they pull that off, Arteta, he must have had one of the biggest <clears> turnovers because remember, us included, after game three or four, like Arsenal's worst. Game one. <laughs> <laughs> we got beat off Brentford we were like yeah before the pod that's still our first game was terrible but yeah. anyway we won't go there <clears throat> but they've done such a um, Arteta's done such a good job changing that team from what how it started to where they are now and yeah do you think he has to make top four to say that he's had a to not say he's done a, a good job but to sort of warrant the backing he's had, I don't mean the backing is in like the financial pattern, but they've obviously spent a bit of cash. They spent spent big money in the summer, mm. didn't they? Really, um, it's all turned out well. Like Tommy Asu, uh, Ramsdale, um, Ben White, ben they've, White. They've, all, they've all been sort of Erdegaard, yeah. They've all been good buys. Um, I think as long as he does top six, but yeah. this the stuff like letting like you know Urzel just get away for nothing, letting like Bamiyang just go because he fell out with them. I know they're big, big players on the wages and stuff, but if he doesn't get top four, surely nah. like he's nah, this, not this season when it, no one wants to get top four because everyone's everyone's flaking. I think it's a, I think it's a massive missed opportunity. He, he could get top four, <clears> yes, can he? With the position in now, yes, he can. At the start of the season, if they if he got top six with the sort of transitional, and I know he spent some money, but still it's a transitional team and club with all the young players. Yeah, I think if he does top six, he's fine. Everyone's excited for him. He's going to get more investment. If he gets top four, I think that's almost overachieving. Yeah, probably, probably right. Who do, who's getting top four? No, we've done them all, haven't we? Done all yeah, top four? that's it. But uh, Who, four, four, I don't know. I, I don't know. Go on. I'm, I've got ten pounds of my money that one. You to put the bookies. Who, who are you backing? West Ham, Man United, Not West Ham. Arsenal, Wolves. Spurs. Not Wolves. Oh, I toss a coin between Spurs. And Man United. It's just going to be the big ones again, isn't it? Mm. Every time someone flirts and gets the, just the classic names get into Europe every single every single season, isn't it? Four, the battle for fourth is almost way more interesting than the the top three. Well, the top... Yeah. Chelsea are just in no man's land. Chelsea yeah, so are getting in Champions League, but they're not winning the league. Yeah, so three still City, Liverpool, Chelsea. But that fourth position, that's way more interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of... T- I, I, I think I'd like... Wolves to get there. Oh, I'd love Wolves to do. I just don't think you will. No, I don't know. I hope they're wrong. Yeah, probably gonna be my United, isn't it? Yeah, I really hope it's not. Oh, my United. Anyway, let's go to a share of a shock result. A team that doesn't like losing and have only yeah. lost four prior to this. A team that's only won one game and doesn't like winning. <laughs> but yeah, Brighton nil, Burnley three. Yeah, what a player Veghurst is, by the way. Forget, yeah. forget Chris Wood. What a steal! Selling yeah. for twenty-five million, pocket thirteen million, and get a twelve million pound strike. He looked good as well. Like he yeah. runs, he's touch, like he touch, touch for a big lad. Yeah, he just looks. Uh, <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? He has yeah. got touch for a big lad. He just looks like. Uh, we well, obviously he's he's massive, but like, he just looks like a handful. Like he's constantly looking to make them awkward runs. Like making. Imagine being sent a half having to look after him for the afternoon. Yeah, but he, but he has got good feet. He does make intelligent runs, and he's also. And he's not like beanpole six foot odd. He's like oh, yeah. heavy six foot odd. Like you'd know you're in a game. Like, hmm. um, yeah, they, 
<clears throat> they looked really good, didn't they? Um, Can Sean Dice do it again? Oh, honestly, I didn't that start a scene that I was like, even even like when Bernie were rock bottom, having not played a game since like two years ago. <laughs> you just kind of they're just. So let's look 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 at the bottom four. So Newcastle spent spent a lot of money around form, haven't lost in six. Watford, as much as they haven't scored a goal until this weekend under Roy, a lot of pundits are saying if there's one man that can get a team rigid to stay up, it's Roy Hodgson. Sean Dyche's speciality is somehow putting together teams with duct tape <laughs> that get out of relegation scraps. No money. Yeah, no money. Just get a few players yeah. on tick in there. Yeah, that's it. Finds players like playing for like the red line and stuff, like <laughs> gets them on. Or you've got Norwich where Dean Smith actually had Norwich won like two or three games including yeah. a cup back to back. And Sergeant looks like a player all of a sudden. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I think the... Um, and then you added the fact that Everton was still sliding. So the three teams that's getting relegated basically what you're saying is Everton, Leeds and Brentford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Brentford is a worry because Brentford have played 25 games mm-hmm. and they play Newcastle next and that'll put Newcastle point ahead of them if the Newcastle so. beat them yeah. point ahead of them and which and because of the form of the bottom three and well, the bottom four <clears throat> it's keeping the guys above them honest no one's no one is just going to cruise to safety no no one's like 25 points after 20 odd games and think well, we'll we'll pick up here and there and those those three are down those three were down like four weeks ago Mm-hmm. Like on Newcastle was one of them. Like you could see, those four were down. It was one of those. It was three of those four were definitely down. Those four teams were getting relegated. Like, like, they were all that awful. Like, apparently, they were changing the rules to get rid of them all. But um, yeah, it was it was three of those four. But now, it's genuine. Mm-hmm. If you're an Everton fan, you've got to be a bit worried because yeah, you've got to be. What Watford have goals in them? Like they do have goals in Dennis and Sar came back. Yeah, good assist from him um, and Josh King. Josh King. So there was goals in there. They've been awful defensively, but Roy's like absolutely loves a couple of banks of four. Yeah. Just loves it, doesn't he? The more banks of four he can have, the better. He's got like four four two tattooed on his chest. Like, yeah. <laughs> the only one ma- like Sean Dash is reading the Roy Hudson manual. Yeah. On four four two, um, but so then yeah, and, and Norwich aren't looking like a bad side under under um, Dean Smith. Dean Smith, yeah. It's interesting. So. But then, and Burnley, as Burnley, obviously the one they've actually that what a massive result for that. That was them. huge, and yeah. they, they're unbeaten a few as well, aren't they? Yeah, they've got a, is it a couple of draws and a, and a win now. Yeah, or a draw and a win. But this is a game which surprised me, as we as you like to call them, Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa. Yeah. Nil. Watford won. I've only seen the highlights. So I can't comment too much on the game, but it's a game where you'd expect Villa to be straightforward, especially with the team. Steven Gerrard, like, this should be a game they're winning, right? Yeah, he have Gerrard in the press conferences and stuff, and he, he sounds like he's a really demanding manager of like, really high levels. I think he's figuring out that like, the Premier League's really difficult. Like, you're not going to rule, no disrespect to the Scottish Premiership, but 70% of the games, Rangers can turn up paying 80% and win. That isn't the case in the Premier Like, they have, like, if, you, if you're not bang at it, yeah, you, you lose games of football and. and but do you remember when um, Ralph Ragnick, um, Ragnick first came over to uh, the Prem, and his first three games was Norwich, Newcastle, and 
Burnley or someone else? Burnley. Or, or like yeah, it was Burnley. Or yeah. bottom three, wasn't it? Was Watford had beat Man United, which lost all his jobs. So it was the bottom three, wasn't it? Yeah, so his first three teams games were against them. And he said them three teams would not be like the three bottom three in any other division. Yeah. And I, I don't think he said it as an excuse. I think he generally meant it as a compliment to the league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, the, the Premier League is such a high standard regardless of what position you are right now. Yeah, and I think that's... Not that Gerard obviously knows that because he played in it for like 20 years. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm... Yeah. I'm Stevie, Stevie, do you know this, mate? I don't <laughs> know if you know the Premier League well, mate, but... <laughs> but I think, like, the, the difference in... in You could rule out a team and, and generally Rangers would win games or be firm favourites, whereas it's just different. Uh, and this is probably indicative of what happened with Roy Hodgson. They'll get they'll get better and better Watford and they'll become more solid and... Wouldn't be surprised if they'd see a couple of pods ago. Like, wouldn't be surprised if they do survive. Like, Watford, man, that would be a turn of that one. If what, yeah, I want that dude. I want Watford to go down. Like, me too. Just they're not very nice, is it? Like, sacrifice left, right, and centre. And they're just they're not a bunch I, of players that are just like just assembled and just like no one really wants to, no one could yeah. point at Watford on a map, but no one really like, yeah, is I, it harsh? Is that no, I know what you mean, like. I don't know. Kuchka, I just don't like him. It's <laughs> just don't like. Is that the the one that looks like the, the standard thug and everything? <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. For, for me, Watford, I've got no reason to like. I haven't got any friends that follow Watford. Yeah, if they do, they keep it a secret. <laughs> but I, I don't like that whole sack and managers thing. Like consistently, how they've done over a period of time. Yeah. So yeah, if I was to pick a team, I'd like to go down. Watford probably would be the team. At the start of the season, I wanted Burnley to go down because I was just sick of Burnley just being Burnley. But now I kind of want Burnley to stay up just for the banter of Sean Dyche, just doing it again. Yeah. But anyway, we've got two games left to go. We've got um, Palace Chelsea. Yeah. I think this shows you what's happening with Chelsea that the fact that they've mentioned Solo down. I know they just won the, the World Club Championship, which is yeah. a huge honour, but again, like, no one ever seems to. Yeah, really care about. I think, I think it is a really impressive thing, like champions of the world in their club football. I just don't think. I think when the chap, when you've got to beat, they like, sort of. To be, to play Man City, you've got to play like De Bruyne and all these superstars, and you just don't see that. Europe, European football is the best football in the world. Yeah, and that's, it is. There's so much money, and that's so all the better players that came from South America are now the best ones playing in Europe. So it's harder to win the Champions League, uh, but you only get the. World Club Championship if you win the Champions League yeah but well, you've already you've already won the best thing <laughs> yeah it's a weird one but yeah anyway more of a talking point Lukaku nobody likes on passes from <laughs> I don't like when you have seven touches or something yeah hmm. uh, do you see Shiro's analysis on match of the day go on he was like he was saying that it's sort of a bit of, a bit of both ball should be coming in areas he's making runs but he also should be demanding it more Um and I remember watching, I can't remember who it was now. I remember watching a game a few, about two months ago, where the ball was wide a few times and the like, full backs or whoever it was was checking back in and not crossing. And he was going nuts. He was like going absolutely nuts at the early ball. He had you know, run on his yeah, mark yeah, yeah. and he was getting ahead of it. And he was like, sort of penalty area, eight yards out, nine, and just put it in on there. And now. Just seems a bit like he's just not expecting it. He's expecting not to come in, so he's not really making the runs anymore. It's just. Jing Chelsea just kind of give up the fact that they're not going to win the Premier League and say, we're coursing to. You only see them teams which get to a game 33, 34, and like the 
on the beach. They're like ninth in the Premier League and they're not pushing for Europa League. They're not in danger of getting relegated. You think like Chelsea's like, look, they we're going to win plenty of games. We're not going to lose that many. We're going to drop the fourth. Like, nah, I think you still got professionals with standards. I don't think Tuchel will be happy with that sort of stuff. I just think you can't say standards. You know, Lukaku's played most of the season. And the way you've just described him there, I know, but it's, it's not because that is that not because what's the point of giving his arms and the ball isn't coming in? Don't know. Looking back now, do you think it was not a very good signing for them? At the time, everyone was like, "This is the perfect signing. This is the one that." Because he all bang at it. it, it we, I don't know. Let's ask the person who predicted that they won to win the Premier League. Who's that? <laughs> uh, well, there was two of us, Jan, and it <laughs> wasn't me. Yeah. Who do you see again? I said Man City. Ah, uh, yeah. You're going to be wrong as well, Liverpool. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was the missing piece, but you have to at some point play your striker strengths. Whether your striker is like not ideal for how certain players want to play and mm-hmm. pop balls in around them and, and like tick attack a football. That's what some players like Mason Mount and ZH maybe want to play and stuff like that. But that's fine. But you don't have a strike. You've got Mikaku yeah. to put balls in the box for him. Yeah, I agree. You spent was it ninety seven and a half million or whatever. And every time we play, every time he plays awful, he goes down in price. And every time he doesn't play, he goes down in price even more. <laughs> So like rotten hard place. If you don't play him, it goes down in price. Just if you do play him, it goes plays awful. Goes down in price. I don't think Chelsea's too worried about price to be honest, <sighs> yeah. But you're right though. Like if you buy a striker on that much money, you have to change the team to play the way that it's some yeah, in some way, shape, or form. The fit you'd fit in a Burnley not that much. I know. She went nicely. Four four two. I've got you, son. <laughs> uh, the last game we've got uh, your favourite manager, Ralph. Yeah. Southampton two against Everton nil. Just way they're digging me out for um, for my Chelsea prediction. Can you remember that time you said you'd rather have Steve Bruce over Ralph? I don't think I said Ralph. You did. You said you said early earlier season. You said uh, Ralph Hassan to look like a beaten man, and you'd rather have. St- and I said, would you have? Would you have him over Bruce? And you said no. Like a mad man. As a replacement was my reference. I didn't think it over. Nah, you said he wouldn't have him. But, um, but yeah, he's doing a he's doing a class job, isn't he? Yeah, really good. He, and they, they look like a like an exciting team and a team that like you like to watch. And they similar to when Brighton are on form, they look like a team more than the sum of their parts. Yeah. Like they there's they've no, they've no real superstars. Well, well drilled. Yeah, know the style, know the way they want to play. Have a have a plan and stick to it. Yeah, and this they're ex, they're attacking and they get about teams and they must be awful to play against. I think um, Everton. I think Frank's realising what a job he's got in hand here. Yeah. What would you do for him? Like, wouldn't be Deli Alley. Not that much. No. 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 Don't know. Four two, four two, three one. I'd stick Allen and Gomez deep in midfield, and I try and don't know. Probably Rashard and I'll hate it, and I'll, you'll sulk. But he's playing out wide, and then he plays wide, like sort of left. Van der Beek in the hole and then probably play Wobby wide right. Well, and we got over Gray or Aye, tomorrow Gray actually, yeah. Yeah. Who's basically held the season together for uh, probably play the guy who's the only reason why they're not getting relegated. Probably <laughs> 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 him over the Wobby who's done nothing. But yeah, I'd probably play that and yes. try and get high at the pitch and press teams. They should be better than they are, shouldn't they? Like the no it's defensively. They're awful like. Mm-hmm. Michael Keane and that like Robin O'Leary, I think the Premier League absolutely Robin O'Leary. So he seemed like a 
one of them solid Premier League centre halves where. Do you think it's because he was sat alongside Jagielka, who was actually a solid Premier League centre half for a lot of years, maybe? Maybe. But yeah. I just. I tell you, one thing which made the, this result stay 2 0 and didn't make it look like an absolute hammering as much as Newcastle fans won't like this comment is Pickford. Yeah, he's quality. He yeah. pulled off some great saves and it could have easily been 4 0. Pickford's a really good goalkeeper, he just loses his head when he plays in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, but he's actually a tremendous shot stopper. Um, but yeah. I, it was actually a bit of a battering, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. But yeah, the thing I wraps up because uh, Everton said that I think we can talk about the demise when we go down, but we'll leave it that mate. Yeah, that's it. So, and there we have it. What a big week! What a big week for Yanis's Twitter Massive. account. Huge. What a big week for the Premier League the title race. Battle for fourth. Relegation battle. Relegation battle. Uh, yeah, there's been loads going on. It was it was a really good week for the Premier League, wasn't it? In terms of just opening everything up and just. Yeah, because the likes of Newcastle picked up a point and no one else did. Like the stretch goes to five, and all of a sudden, like but. I know it's only four right now, but other teams get momentum. Or if he's got a point off United and Everton won at Southampton, and then suddenly yeah. the top, the bottom four would look kind of adrift. But yeah, because people talk about being the mini league, but the mini league is getting bigger. It is getting bigger. It was I, I saw a couple of tweets from people saying, "Our Palace in it," and you think of it, they're not, they're not. I don't think they are, but they're not that far away mm-hmm. from it. At what point you stop? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Southampton back in <laughs> it, like Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Premier League's looking. By the even the top two is coming back to life a little bit, so yeah, so good that the Premier League's a fun place to talk about again. Yeah, and if you've got us on YouTube, thank you very much. Make sure you like, subscribe this video, recommend yeah. a few friends. Uh, you can get us on Instagram, you can get us on Twitter, you can get Janus on Twitter as well. Yeah, you can get us on TikTok. Yeah, you can get us on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we are everywhere where you would not expect to find us for two <laughs> dads. We are get cracking down on social media like yeah. no one's business. So come and support us. Thank you very much for downloading. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, enjoy your week of football and we'll catch you on the pod next week.